I work with the the idea that you know you want to affirm something and then you want to repeat that mm. and then you want to believe that and then you want to receive that. Welcome to Facing Forward, a conscious lifestyle podcast hosted by me, Kara Ladd, featuring deep, heart-forward, soul-centered conversations to catalyze growth, healing, transformation, and wonder in your everyday life. We have a super insightful conversation for you today with Poppy Delbridge, a mind coach, a speaker, author, and tapping expert based in London. Poppy has a seriously stacked resume. It's so impressive. She has worked with major networks as an executive, including BBC, MTV, and Netflix. She was also named one of the most powerful women in TV by Glamour. And now she is an internationally renowned personal development author, sharing all of her personal methodologies, her magic with all of you. What I personally love most about Poppy is that she is just a total open book. She has the best energy and she's super vulnerable. And she shares a little bit about her story on how she became a coach, which is just super inspiring and empowering. And I also love her multi-passionate career path, which if you know me, resonates deeply with me. It's all grounded in spiritual health. She has, I mean, so many certifications, some of which are an energy psychologist, an EFT practitioner, and then she also has a diploma in integrative energy techniques. In this episode, we talk a lot about her personal methodologies, rapid tapping and pivot into power. And she uses these methods to coach executives all over the world on how to structure their dreams, debunk doubt, and really actualize and fast track their goals with her bespoke blueprint approach. She also works with global member clubs from Soho House to Albright. She's an affiliate of Harvard Medical School, and she has won National Creativity Awards with The Guardian for her innovation work. So needless to say, she is an absolute powerhouse, and I'm just super grateful to have had time to chat with her and to share her wisdom with all of you. So let's get into it. Here is Poppy Delbridge. I'm really excited to have you here. I feel like the last session we had together I never have really been the biggest fan of tapping, full disclosure, because I didn't really understand the energetics behind it. I feel like I had one session and it was just so quick that I feel like I wasn't able to understand the actual side effects. Can you explain a little bit about what tapping is and how you discovered it? Of course. So tapping is essentially a technique that mixes touch therapy with neuro-linguistics and neuro stuff. So it's the brain, what we feel, and then the touch on specific energy points. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of trace it right the way back to acupuncture, acupressure, no needles, but it comes from that historically. It's changed Mm -hmm. over the years. And it's been simplified. So there's science to it, but there's sort of spiritual to it because you're connecting. And I got into it a really, really long time ago, maybe sort of 15 years ago. And I was using it 
to originally, like many people get into it for just really helping with stress and the nervous system. It has a brilliant effect. It works with a part of your brain called the amygdala, which is responsible for like putting you in that stressful fight or flight. And it just really neutralizes it. So step one is it really helps with stress and anxiety, overwhelm, anyone that's busy, it's fantastic for. And then, yeah, I just got really obsessed with it. And obviously, I've been a keen manifester since I was little, raised that way. And for me, my take on it was not just to remove pain, remove trauma, to stop phobias, to to remove something or get away from something. I was interested in what you could positively add to your life. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a coach. So for me, it was all about how do you use it to step into goals, to to have clear intentions and aligned vision. And then how can you use the tapping and energy techniques to really increase the likelihood of all that stuff happening quite quick? Hence, rapid tapping, which is my modality. Right. And how does rapid tapping differentiate from other methods or like the st- the norm of tapping? Well, I mean, I use both. All of them are great. There's TFT, which is how EFT started which is is still practiced. There's EFT, which was basically a simplified version of TFT, thought field therapy, which most people are familiar with, emotional freedom technique. That's great, really good for trauma. I'm a practitioner in that as well. And then I sort of think of it like dance. You know, there's different forms of dancing. How do you dance? Are you more like a tango and you like, like serious kind of like, method that you repeat or do you like to be a bit more freestyle do you like to free dance do you like contemporary dance so for me if you think about the way that rapid tapping is it's really about being more intuitive being Mm. led by your own answers and having a mechanism to take you through and unpick that so it becomes a lot simpler to get to what you want you mentioned just being intuitive and like flowing within the form of tapping, which I feel like that's how I actually discovered tapping overall. I was tapping my heart center during meditation before I even discovered what tapping was. And I feel like it can really release so much compartmentalized energy. But there are certain points, obviously, that you were talking about before, similar to acupressure points and that are coordinated to different parts of your brain. But can you can you tap on any part of your body? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because we are instinctive tappers. Mm-hmm. So many people come to me, like you've just said, and go, I actually instinctively tap. You know, I tap because we do do that. So there is a sense of that. Now, what I would say is under clinical trials, there are there is a method in it. So mm-hmm. it's about learning that method, the sequence of that method, the particular language that you use when you tap to get the really, really good results. So I would always say learn it and then go freestyle a bit like Picasso, learn how to paint really well and then went freestyle and Mm. did his own thing. But saying that, you know, I also use body tapping in mind. So Mm. we're in the face mainly, but we're also doing a lot here, energy techniques here. We're doing thymus dumps. We're really working on the level of the mind, but also the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I was I was really pleasantly surprised at how quick my body shifted out from, yeah. you know, 
six point on a stress scale down to a two. And I loved how you worked in affirmations and mantras that were unique to my to my journey and like what I wanted to embody and encompass that day. And I know you work with so many mm. different women. You're such a multi-hyphenate entre- entrepreneur, author, just published Yay. the book, tapping in. What was the process of writing this? Manifest the life you want with the transformative, tr- transformative power of tapping. Mm. Well, what was I, it? I got it. Yeah, what it was started it like with manifesting this, to be honest with you. The book deal was something that I manifested. I was asked to write the book, which was really cool. And I had a couple of people approach me and then I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of knew I'd always write a book. I didn't know it would be about tapping. Let me, let me tell you that. I was surprised and it's still kind of small and niche and you're manifesting with tapping even more niche. But I'm really pleased that I was asked. And then the process was kind of weird because you are getting quite vulnerable. You know, we spoke about this, but like you are needing to just release a lot of the worries that we have as humans about going, I'm going to say all this stuff and it's on paper. (laughs) There's something about the paper of it. Yeah, but the process was fantastic because I was really, really looking at this book as a transmission. So it didn't really matter to me what words I was writing in a way. It was like, okay, it's a transmission. And I have found that people that have read it, each have said different things. You know, some people have gone, wow, this has made me do something I haven't done for 28 years as a lady who was saying she hadn't flown and seen her family and stuff. And she'd used it to help her to then do that which was brilliant and then others have have used it to create things like love and soulmate connection and and others have just used it to start a business so it's been really interesting how people have taken to it so yeah I've loved it it's been a great process yeah it's a journey it's super cathartic and a healing journey in and of itself writing a book I know we spoke about that really a lot of highs and a lot of lows Talk about how your personal process for manifestation, because that's obviously another pillar of of your work. And you said you manifested this book. Talk about your personal process in that intersection with tapping. Yeah. So I, you mentioned it before, but I work with with affirmations a lot. I work with the the idea that you know you want to affirm something, and then you want to repeat that. And then you want to believe that and then you want to receive that. So if we're not clear on all of those components, it can become harder to manifest. So my system, I I only briefly mention it in the book. It's called Pivot Into Power. And that idea is using something called the Ds, which go from a kind of dream and a vision to desires of our heart. And then we go through different stages that use tapping debunking, ditching, difficult stages in life just to create something. Doing is one of them, which is what gets most of the credit in life. Mm -hmm. Do this, do that, take that action. But actually, it's a small component of manifesting, right? But an important one. And then we go through to done, which is creating that embodiment. The hardest thing to do, the dance between knowing something is possible and also knowing something is actually done. And mm-hmm. that that's a really interesting part of the puzzle. So I call it PIP and that's and that's my process. We kind of use a lot of affirmations along the way with rapid tapping to seal in 
affirmed belief so that mm. it becomes your default. So you're working with the subconscious quite a lot because that's yeah. where we make the real decisions, right? And then you're hacking into this, what I call the superconscious, which is the space and realm of possibility where everything is possible. But most of the time that gets drowned out by society, by what we read, by what people say, by what we then believe and reinforce in ourselves. So it's about changing belief at the end of the day, really, my process. Right. right. It's not so tethered to the doing, but the being. I just I speak about this a lot within within yeah. my work at the core. It's like in the integration, in the embodiment, in the embodiment, we can live within that space of infinite, boundless possibilities, but it's about how do we synthesize it back down in our human body, root down in it, because you know, the tapping will clear everything and we'll be able to tap into that infinite possible world. But it's like, how do we bring it back it down into our human reality and mm. create a legacy, serve and create purpose? Yeah, I love that. It's a balance. Yeah. I'll have to, I'm excited to learn more about your your particular yeah. process. Yeah. Yes. So you talk a lot, obviously, about tapping in in your book. What do you personally love to tap into outside of tapping and I feel like you are just like like you said a master manifester you have a killer career path like what are you personally tapping into right now out of your career space or if there's anything lighting you up yeah yeah too much because I'm just full of ideas and like really like oh I really feel desire for that and then I'm like right let's go um but I love living like that and I think I suppose for me it's a good question Cara uh for me it's kind of moving into how, and this is a personal thing for me, really, because I spent so many years, you know, my previous career was creating TV programs, TV ideas. And then now I'm kind of moving into a space where I'm far more on camera than behind it. Uh, I used to be in boardrooms, you know, and now I'm kind of, yeah vision boarding, you know, my own stuff mm -hmm. into reality. It's interesting because I think what I am being invited into now is just becoming a bit more of a spokesperson for what I really, really, truly believe in, which is essentially that we are capable of so much more than we are told. And we are not actually taught this stuff in day-to-day -day life. I mean, I've got a son who's a teenager now. And, um, you know, I just think we need to get this into the core of the systemic core of how we live. Mm. It's not, it's nothing that we need to learn. It's something that we just need to remember at an early age and then unlearn all the stuff that we're taught that doesn't actually mm -hmm. help us in any way. So I'm just kind of moving into that a little bit more, which comes, you know, you know, with its own kind of like, ooh, ooh. so you tap and debunk a lot of those beliefs that you can't going into at the moment after the book, you know, success of the book. You mentioned mm -hmm. you have a son. Do you have, is that your only child? Yeah. Yeah. So Does I he... had my son quite young at university and I got married mm -hmm. really young, even younger, two years before that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you, I know you were raised with affirmations and with mantras and kind of more of a holistic mindset mm -hmm. and tapping too. You were raised, your father was tapping? 
Can yeah, no, do you know what? Tapping wasn't the main thing in our household, actually. Mm. That was more my thing that I just got into. But the mindset, the affirmations, the belief, the journaling, that right. was that was the main thing. Yeah. Does your son do that as well? Does he look up to you and kind of mirror your actions in, in that respect? <laughs> Are you he teaching does. him? He certainly taps. I mean, what's funny about my son is that he sends me little uh things saying here's my meditations 419 meditations in a row because he's on his apps and I'm like wow so good he's a real meditator mm. um which I absolutely love whereas I am more of a tapper than a meditator right. you know yeah and I think that's so I mean everyone has their own modality mm. that they connect with and I think it takes time and it's ever evolving right like right now I'm really big into meditating and yoga and have my essential oils like those are my pillars to to my routine but I think that's ever evolving and it's taken taken time what mm. are some of the like other tools and modalities that you're exploring right now or do you feel mm. that are like underrated but indispensable for maintaining kind of a grounded, peaceful life, perhaps some that mm. you've experienced before or that I've really, that you've been connected with before? Well, I mean, my go-tos are certainly journaling, but certainly the way that you journal. It's not really just about writing down what you want or certainly not about just writing down what you don't want. That can be useful for awareness. But if you consider that, we are 16 times more likely, this is a study Harvard did, to create what you want if you write it down. My thing about journaling is how do we make that super, super brilliant so that you use the neuroscience behind it as well as the emotion behind it? Hype up the emotion because we create everything from emotion. We create our memories on an emotional scale, obviously, I work as an emotional therapist, like, you know, mm -hmm. energy, energy psychologist, really, is what you could call me. That's about going, well, energy is emotion. And when we remember stuff, like if you think about stuff like that, you don't want to remember, it's usually horrid. And if mm -hmm. you think about stuff, you really remember, it's usually really, really good. Now that's linked to emotion. So you felt despair or, you know, shock or trauma, or you felt absolute joy and bliss. So it's about, for me, going, I'm journaling into that, and I'm feeling the emotion when I journal. Like, mm -hmm. I want to activate emotion. So rapid tapping is, like, about activating emotion. Like, I want us to get euphoric because we remember that experience. You can anchor it in, and then you can actually do more off the back of it. So I'll always do a bit of journaling like that, Mm -hmm. I'll always do a quick tap in the morning, clear clear out, I call it in the book. I'll always do like a full-on rapid tap. I'll always use music in mm. my day. That's a really underrated thing that I'm, I'm, totally. I'm really into. Music, I mean, it's frequency, it's resonance. I was just about to say, I mean, everything holds energy as an energy psychologist, you know this, or an energy therapist. And I feel like sound frequencies are having such a moment right now, binaural beats overall for many, yeah. many years. But I think people forget the power of just music, musicians, and how it can evoke so much mm. emotion and can really stir something inside of you and can decompartmentalize energy just as quickly or as efficiently as tapping. It's really about finding what works for 
for you. And I, I agree that journaling for me is one of them as well. I, I'm a big artist way fan yeah. Julia Cameron's yeah. morning pages process. And I feel like what you were talking about, like that euphoric state of flow, you know, I'm so rigid when I start writing at the top of the page, typically in the morning. But if I get to the bottom of page three, I can really, I feel lighter. And yeah. I think that's something that I find found in tapping too, when I, mm-hmm. when I practiced with you. Yeah. I f- yeah. How, how often does one need to practice or like fully integrate and embody like tapping? Cause I feel like I did it Ooh. once I felt the side effects, but like, I feel like obviously yeah. like any practice, the more you do it, the deeper the resonance will be. And obviously the more effective, but can it be like a one hit wonder or do you have to continuously do it over and over like a ritualized routine? Mm, it's such a good question. I mean, EFT and tapping was traditionally known as like the one minute wonder. It was very much like you could have an instant energy release. Now that means that sometimes we would go, oh, that was good. And then forget about it. <laughs> so it's really important to do it every day because it is a practice and it's a bit like you know, like anything, like the gym. You you want to see results over time. A little bit of change in what I call your frequency and energetic baseline. So you want to just decipher what that is. This is a big part of the book. Like, how do you do that? You look at your baseline, your core beliefs, and you just check out where you're at with no judgment. But mm-hmm. you do have an intention to go up. Like we must have an intention to go up and like anything, if you're practicing something, if you're even learning how to walk, you have to do it a bit every day and you Mm -hmm. will fall down, but you've got to get back up. You know, if you want to get a better body, if you're getting into fitness or whatnot, you can't just go once and go, yeah, like I do. (laughs) Um, You got to do it more and then you've got to see the results coming in. So that's why in in rapid tapping, you'll, you'll notice when we did it, I'm really big into metrics. I work a lot with like super non-spiritual CEOs and stuff and they really like metrics and I do. It's like if you go, okay, I started here and then over the days I'm now here, oh, and that means that you're behaving differently. Then you're going to see results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk more about that tracking method because I think that's okay. something that's been a profound shift for me in regards to the moon and my like cosmic creativity process. Like I work a lot with astrology and the ever shifting, yeah. you know, phases of the moon every two and a half days and what the planetary days of the week. And I have studied these systems for years, but I recently started tracking them over the past six months as I'm embarking on a very big writing project, as you know. And Mm -hmm. it's changed my life. And I think it's, again, going back to that integration embodiment piece Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, what's actually working for for me? In regards to tapping, how are you typically tracking? I know you have that baseline measure, but how are people – do you have a particular method that you use with your clients over a period of time? Mm. Yes, I do. So I will use, first of all, pivot into power which is about going from your clarity of vision all the way through, like I mentioned, clearing beliefs or holdbacks. And then when we have something to work with that's unique to a zone of life, so I use something called the wheel of possibility. That's in the book as well. People get started. It's like, right, 
here's my life as a whole, which zone feels comfortable for me right now and which zone feels slightly uncomfortable, you sort of look at them and you go, which one do I want to upgrade? It doesn't matter if it's like, you just, but I always say go with the heart, even if it's low, you might not want to do it just yet. And then from there, you get a very clear, affirmed decision. There's a big difference between a desire and a decision. That's one of the key things, actually. It's like you can have a million desires. I can desire to put on a pair of earrings and I'll just be like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, but that's not the same as a decision. A decision is no matter what, this is happening. And I think once you get into an affirmation that's a decision, this is my process, I guess, it's then going, right, well, rapid tapping will help you seal that in. So you you want to start with a metric that is not super high because you don't want to just say a positive affirmation that you hundred percent believe in what's the point you want to stretch mm. yourself you want to you want to believe it in your absolute layers of consciousness and you want to make sure that you're constantly sloughing off all of the inner gremlins that are telling you that this isn't possible so there is that that really interests me the process of how you really believe in an affirmation but maybe start with one that you don't really believe in that's all right Interesting. So I recently had a conversation with a healing heartbreak coach or a heartbreak healing coach. And she said that she finds danger when you're saying an affirmation that you don't typically believe in, like you're actually can cause like harm. Have you ever heard about that? Like your your reticular activating system, which is like your mind's filter, correct? It's like- yeah, seeing different things like uh, she was mentioning the RAS system in regards to this topic and how affirmation mantras can be a form of spiritual bypassing. But and she was kind of breaking it down because it can actually damage part of your body. Have you heard about this mm-hmm. concept and what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I'm super curious about all this stuff because I obviously tapping, certainly rapid tapping is interested in making sure that you don't avoid. Mm. You know, if we avoid some, the, the, the real danger, I believe, comes from when we're told by society and the masses we can't experience our emotions or say them aloud. That's mm. dangerous. That's very dangerous because what happens there is it's still stored. It's in your energy. You're reinforcing it in your subconscious. You make decisions from that point. You don't have the life you want. When you say it and acknowledge it and tap at the same time, there is a clearing process that happens. So you're not just Mm -hmm. saying it. Now, the issue here is that if you say an affirmation and you say something that let's say you don't believe at all, but you want to believe, Mm -hmm. what you're actually doing is your mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagination. That's that's an actual fact. So that means that you're saying something again and yeah, what's happening is your body is experiencing it again. So you, you, in my experience, you've got to tap because you're releasing the pent up energy and then it's not causing a dangerous effect, right? Right. You're actually creating more oneness versus separation. Like if you're reinforcing the belief that like, oh, like I, I'm still not there, but I'm going to keep on telling myself that you're just, yeah, you're like almost your energy is farther away from that thing rather than clearing first and actually coming from a place of calm and connectedness. And that 
kind of tapping into that infinite nature. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Thank you for explaining yeah. that because I'm on, I'm with you that I'm like, I truly believe I can do anything in this lifetime. Like a fractal, fractal of my being <laughs> somewhere is like a superstar, right? Or it yeah. is somewhere is like a maiden, you know, or like something like that. You know, I think that we have infinite possibilities and it all is about the daily choices that we make every single, obviously every single day. Mm. But I'm I'm in line with you that that I feel like if you say affirmations and mantras with that like mind body connection and with that intention and you create a clear vessel before that it can really be incredibly powerful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You may as well make it more powerful if you're doing it. You know, that's the thing, right? We're kind of talking about miracles and we're like dancing in this like infinite space. You mentioned on a re recent podcast podcast episode that you've gotten to witness a lot of miracles firsthand yourself mm. and with clients mm. can you expand more on that and share a story either from your lifetime or a client's mm. yeah funny you asked me this because i've been thinking about this you know the, the the miracle nature of life and thinking about actually when you look at my experience of life yeah it's been absolutely jam-packed full of miracles and I think the one I'm led to, I mean, the one that you know about is what I witnessed growing up, which was my dad had, you know, a really advanced cancer. Yeah, he had adrenal cancer and it was a 10 day to live type thing. And the miracle was that he focused on all these things and he got better. Now, that taught me the power of the mind and connection to the body. And I think that gave me this real opening for the, for the evidence. You know, we, 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 we go through life collecting evidence. If your evidence isn't right, we've got to get new evidence. My evidence was that miracles could happen mm. when you did connect mind and body. And, you know, my mom also had rheumatoid arthritis. She now doesn't. She couldn't even open a jar. And then I was thinking about this the other day, you know, one of the other things I really briefly mentioned in the book was that at a time in my life when I was hyper stressed, you know, my marriage was breaking down. I was then a single mom all of a sudden with this huge job in media, big house, the whole dream, let's say, but I mm -hmm. wasn't actually feeling it at the time. This is the thing. It encouraged me to completely change my life. Now, what happened in that time frame? was I woke up one day and I suddenly was beginning to go blind. I was losing my sight. My whole entire face and eyes went bloodshot. My, then it spread through the whole of my face and I was off work for like a month, taken to all of these eye surgeons. No one really knew what it was. And I was in, you know, serious pain and serious darkness and what happened there was that it gave me the opportunity to double down on really healing myself with the power mm -hmm. of the mind now that for me was the only option i had at that point really interesting because all i could really do was an audiobooks so i'd sit in the dark 
it took me out of the day-to-day, gave me an opportunity to see, literally. And long story short, what happened was I woke up after doing a lot of internal visionary work, which I still do, probably more mm-hmm. quietly than I than I should. And I do this with a few clients as well for other things, you know, even, you know, bodily things, even weight. It's really interesting. And so what I did was I, I, for some reason, this miracle happened. I woke up and then, you know, my, my, my sight was, was, was back and it cleared up. Wow. Hmm. What you're speaking to just brought me back to my own trauma, not to, yeah bring it back to my story, but I just feel like I'm on the same wavelength yeah. um, and believe that miracles can happen and that the the power that we hold within our energy, our energetic fields within this parallel unit, like all these parallel universes, like if we are truly able to tap in like wholeheartedly into that place a visualization, mm-hmm. like you can heal your body. And I was doing those visualizations throughout you know, chemotherapy throughout my cancer Mm. journey. And I think they are so, they are so incredibly powerful as are a ton of different modalities. But I feel like that time alone and that space to really connect so intentionally to those Mm. modalities is what really made the difference for me. Like I came from a privileged place where I wasn't working and, you know, I had a GoFundMe to support me but I was really able to focus on healing and just healing. And I feel like that was what really created that, that miracle. Ah, Yeah. Yeah. The focus. Mm. Yeah. The focus, the intention and the mind body connection. I think like without, if you're just moving through these modalities, if you're just moving through tapping or anything, just doing and not the sense of being and embodiment, you're missing. Yes, exactly. But, But to bring it back to your story, you've been through obviously a lot of of darkness in in your life and it brought about and catalyzed a lot of light do you feel like if that wasn't the case you would be a coach or where you you are today or do you feel like that Mm -hmm. really was a conduit for your career path and moving into energetics and health and being a coach and Mm. so many beautiful ventures yeah yeah i think it led me I think it led me there. But those who've known me for a long time will know that I've always had this. And I feel like we a lot of us have this, but we don't necessarily know how to extract it. But you have this kind of inner coding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may call it passion just because that's an easier thing to say. But I believe you you do have this kind of inner coding where, you know, I liken it to a pip, an apple pip. That's my process pip. But an apple pip really is encoded. It's ready to roll. You know, like it Mm. is, it needs nothing else. It has all the infinite potential it needs to become a tree. What it does need, however, is the right soil, the right environment, the right care, the right awakenings. And so I feel as if, you know, sometimes in my life, just personally for me, I didn't maybe have, I had such a great career in media that it was like, well, how can I possibly not do that can I even create the same life the same abundance you know the same interest and then it was like you know sometimes in life you have the catastrophe it helps you to move on to the next thing you know in that particular case I suppose my job I quit my job to do this because I was 
pretty bold at that point because mm-hmm. I've been through a lot of the catastrophe perhaps. So I was probably more primed to do it, but it was always in me, this little encoded thing, this pit. Totally. Right, let's go, you know. I feel like your your purpose and your legacy that you truly authentically want to leave is always nestled within you. You are given these tools like tapping, like spiritual self-discovery systems, like journaling, meditation to help us Mm. clear out the noise and the societal programming so we can start to tune in a little bit more. And bringing it back to what you were saying before about that that is encoded in our being. Like we all have this this blueprint, if you will. It's flexible, I, I do believe, but we all have these blueprints. And I feel like spiritual self-discovery systems are such a hot topic of conversation right now. Astrology, human design, gene keys, and you're mm. a big fan of Enneagram, correct? Like you inter- mm. you weave that into your work. How how do you integrate that into your work and what type are you? Well, I'm a seven, you could probably guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm an enthusiast. I want to get going on everything. You know, I weave it in with private clients because it, it can be useful, you know, for them more than anything to, to, to just see the ups and the downs of, of, a, of a type and just notice and just, you know, there's so many incredible modalities out there to just give better insight into ourselves and what we're capable of. So anything that does that, I'm kind of like, all right, let's have a look. And then study the ones that I feel personally like, yep, I think that's one for me. Yeah, I just looked up. That's the one system that I really haven't studied a ton, Enneagram, but I want to go back. I just looked up. I'm the eight. I'm the independent, the challenger, I think. Number eight. Yeah. Number eight. Yeah. Independent and the challenger. But I don't know as much about that system. I feel like I've only scratched the surface, but I'm fascinated Mm. to find the the red thread. Like there's always, if you explore all these systems, there's always the red thread. And I feel like your work does a really good job about creating that red thread, your mm. your process throughout all these different modalities. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> so what do you want people to know about your recent book where our conversation is, is coming to a close? And I have a couple more questions, yeah. but I'm really excited to dive into this. What do you want people to to know about this book? Who is this book for? Mm, mm. You know, this book, this book really is for, for anyone who wants to move into more possibilities, really unlock more potential, really gain more understanding of the power that we've got at our fingertips. You know, and obviously for me, it's very literal because it's about tapping out a lot of the stuff where you're kind of like, no, these emotions are perhaps holding me back or maybe it's for the person who feels that they can give great impact in the world. They know Mm -hmm. that there's more and that they can contribute more. And yet there is still a little thing that's like there. And it, you know, often that's about self-belief, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes the belief is there, but there is this hidden layer of consciousness Mm -hmm. which we can't access the subconscious Um, and and there is another layer the superconscious to really hack into and tap into and it's about for me anyone who's curious about what they can bring to the world and everything that we bring to the world starts with us so it's about being really unapologetic about that Mm -hmm. and I feel like you do such a fantastic job about grounding 
this esoteric knowledge in a really digestible way with methodologies and systems that we can that we can move through in our daily practice. My last question is if there's anything, if there's one question that you wish I'd asked you, is there anything that anything else you want to share? What's one question you wish I would have asked you? I think you were really fantastic at this conversation, <laughs> Cara. I could, you know, so interesting to me. So we covered everything. I mean, I suppose, you know, one thing that you could have asked me is what is manifesting? And sometimes I feel like there's different answers to that at different times. But based on this conversation, you know, I'd say it's, it boils down to belief, belief in yourself, belief in more, belief in a higher nature that goes beyond the mind mm-hmm. and believing that it is possible that is really manifesting your life by design. I love that so much. I think there's a lot of misinterpretations about what manifesting is and everyone focuses on the material realm and actualizing within the material space rather focusing Mm. on your feelings and how you want to feel when you get that job or how you want to feel when you are fully, wholly, authentically aligned and connected to your truth and connected to your power. And I think that's such a beautiful depiction of, of manifestation. I know you said you have a quote. For me, manifestation is about getting whole again, about integrating everything. And that was a quote that really resonated with me because you're not mm-hmm. – manifesting isn't about reaching outside of yourself, you know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. about turning inwards and being like, who am I and what do I really want? Because that mm. will make you the, you know, your highest self, your most vibrant self. Mm. Yes. It's not about the reaching. Yes. It's kind of about the receiving, tuning That's in, right. tapping yes. in so yes. you can receive that intel. Yes, yes. Well, wonderful. This was so lovely. I feel like I, I want to get into manifestation now, but we yeah. don't have the time, so we'll have to have you back again. If you just want to share where everyone can find you, your site, your social, and and where they can get the book as well. Of course. So at I'm mainly on Instagram. That's where I hang out. So at Poppy Dalbridge and also at Rapid Tapping. That's where we do our kind of free one every Monday. And the book is available in Barnes & Noble and other stores obviously amazon soon but it's pre-order now Woohoo! Mm-hmm. and yeah all my other stuff is available on my website poppydalbridge.com you're an amazing coach and such an inspiring expansive multi-hyphenate entrepreneur i know for me and i know for a lot of my community and beyond so thank you again for sharing your your story and yeah excited to keep in touch and watch you thrive and continue to tap in Me too. Thank you, Carol. Thanks, everybody. 
Thank you so much for supporting and listening to Facing Forward. I am genuinely so grateful for each and every one of you. If you feel called, please review and subscribe to this podcast. It would seriously mean so much to me and help support the production of this podcast. If you do proceed to read and review Facing Forward, please send a screenshot of your review to jessica at kara-lad.com and we will send you a free clarity exercise that I've used over the years to help me really connect deeper to my purest, fullest, most authentic expression. In the meantime, you can follow me along on Instagram at Lad, on TikTok at kara.lad and subscribe to my Substack Growing Forward. Again, I'm so grateful you're here on this journey with me and I'm super excited to keep going and growing forward together. Big love.